0: On this episode we discuss Jem and the holograms.
1: Dan, I noticed you went out of your way not to say Jim and the holograms or, as your accent would normally do. Or Jam and
0: the holograms. Which yeah, sounds delicious. But, but that meant I said holograms kind of weird. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I was concentrating on the first part. <laughs> welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy.
2: Greetings and salutations, Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. All right.
1: I'm Elliot Kalen, and I don't know why Stuart was doing that weird voice
2: Stuart's just now. Trying out
0: his new nerd <laughs> for <character>. a second. <laughs> I
1: thought you were Garth from Wayne's World. Yeah, if
0: you and saw his face. <laughs> He's definitely doing one of those Garth tight lipped little He's doing hey, this, Garth is, this is a
2: comedy show, guys. I wanted to uh, add another Addle, character to the Addle cornucopia
1: of personalities <laughs> that come
2: spilling forth with the people... rogues
1: gallery that is the
2: flophouse.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he started to add copyrighted and trademarked <laughs> character Garth Algar.
0: <laughs> Garth Algar. I think that's his last name. No, it is. Yeah. Makes him sound like a science fiction author.
1: Yeah. Or uh, anyone else who has a name.
2: <laughs> good,
1: yeah, good <laughs> <point>. <laughs>
2: He's got you there. Other people have names, Dan.
1: Not just science fiction authors. <laughs> All those authors of literary fiction were like, I wish people could know who wrote my book, but I don't have a name. <laughs> yeah.
0: I apologize. So it I... just
1: says Literary Drone 47.
0: <laughs> I apologize if I cough a lot during this uh, episode. I'm getting over a cold. And you're totally blazed. Yeah, that's right. 420, dude. <laughs>
2: Is it that late already?
0: <laughs> that's right. We're recording this at four twenty in the a.m. <laughs> oh, I have to be at, th- at work in a couple hours. I don't know why I chose this time. Seems like a bad idea all around, <clears throat> and I got stoned for it. <laughs> <laughs> doubly bad. Uh, but, so if you didn't want to sleep before, you certainly do now. <laughs> oh boy!
2: You're not. And wait. So when you get totally, uh, you know, totally high, you don't want to just work and do stuff like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Take a is couple that, of gravity bong rips and just... Is so, that the secret of his yeah, productivity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Popeye with spinach. pro dog oh.
1: Perfect. Now, the real problem is that you're so high that your hand is trapped in a bag of Doritos. If you just let go of all those Doritos, you'll be able to pull your hand out of there. But you refuse to let go of them.
0: Look, I need even to get those sweet Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> no, your hand nom, nom, tra- nom, <laughs> nom, nom, <laughs> They're going to taste so good once I get them out there. Were they like the spicy, <laughs> sweet no, 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 chili
2: <laughs> flavor? Why are they sweet Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Doritos, the new Doritos that just
0: have sugar all over them. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they're called kettle Doritos. <laughs> okay, they're kettle Doritos.
2: <laughs> Explain the rest of this chip snack to me, Dan. <laughs> you know. Chip snack. They can buy the sweet and savory. Okay, of like kettle corn? Yeah, exactly. Not like kettle chips, which would make okay. way more sense. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: See, I forgot that there was a thing called kettle chips. Mm-hmm. We all did. is the missing piece of that puzzle. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> you solved it.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, I guess uh, I'll be another, seeing you in prison.
1: Another episode over <laughs> of Stuart Wellington's Snack
2: Detective.
1: Uh, uh, one more question uh, Were those nachos cheesier?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all that powdered sugar on your hands is from a miniature donut. <laughs>
1: You've been taking real donuts and shrieking them, haven't you?
0: I have a, I, I, detective. I have a uh, snack convention to get to. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I hear it's not easy being cheesy. That's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not powdered sugar on my hands. It's cocaine. I swear. Oh, that feels so weird in my nose. That makes sense. You're a drug addict. That makes sense. Oh, but that's illegal too. So I'll take you in for that. Damn, my alibi was
2: also illegal. Wait, the first thing was illegal. (laughs) Uh, yeah, powdered, this is the universe where powdered sugar is illegal. Oh, man. Thanks, uh, I don't know, Aldous Huxley? <laughs> yeah, uh, the
1: name of a science fiction author. Looks like that's our show, folks. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming to UCB's Cat. <laughs> we'll see you next Sunday. Now, the show is free, but you do have to pay to leave. Here's the bucket of truth. We're going to pass it around. I haven't been to one of those shows in years, and I remember yeah. all the patter.
2: Wow. Okay, so normally we do— humor. This is normally a show uh, where yeah, we talk in New about New York, the biggest um, city in America. So, so I'm Stuart Wellington.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's start over. Thanks for resetting. <laughs> for it was us. the way he said his name that sidetracked us.
0: <laughs> Dan, you coughing a <laughs> lot. Are you blazed? <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Uh, so, this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and we talk about it. In this case, we watched a movie called. Jim and the Holograms. Jim and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's
2: where somebody eats graham craggers that are not actually there. It's just
0: an image. Oh, I thought you said the graham craggers were
1: hollow. Like, oh, that would make more sense. Like a bird's bones. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> based on the popular 80s cartoon of the same name.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what?
0: Jim and the Cuber? Holograms. The Snorks? Yeah, <laughs> it's <based> was, I
2: <laughs> like, guess they did make a cartoon, right? Rubik's Amazing Rubik's,
0: Cube. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Where Rubik's Cube is an alien that can transform into different things.
1: Yeah, when you get the, the colors. Off to the car.
0: Like, I think you're making that up.
1: I don't remember that one. Rubik, the Amazing Cube is a real one. I, I still don't Here's not a real one. The Squimps. What? How about the one? <laughs> the Squimps are lovable little <laughs> characters that are very marketable. I'm willing to sell you the rights. Cheap. They're all... Sexual predators though. <laughs> so okay, that explains why they're cheap. So yeah. the show
2: can't be near children. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's the only problem.
2: <laughs> okay, well we'll just put it on Netflix. There's no children there, right? Uh, you're mistaken. What about YouTube?
1: Uh yeah, kids. That's don't called call
2: a that. segue because this movie's all about YouTube. Now
1: I want to make a, it's all
2: about
0: you, tube.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm
0: not
2: tube.
1: <laughs> I know I look like a tube because of the diet I've been on. <laughs> the tube diet. Uh, now, here's—I'm going to make an astonishing admission. Okay. I don't know that I've ever actually watched an episode of Gem and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. When I was in my 20s, suddenly people started talking about it as if it was a show everyone remembered from when they were kids. I didn't remember it at all. This is only something I've experienced <coughs> through other people's nostalgia now, this is it.
0: something that I did watch, but I've got very vague memories of. And now, I have very mm-hmm.
1: strong memories about other shows that no one remembers, like Dino Saucers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or
0: I mean, that d- Mr. T cartoon where he hung around with a bunch of gymnasts. Well, for some everyone reason. remembers
1: that one. Or Dino Riders. A lot of them are dinosaur based cartoons. Mm hmm. What about Denver, the Last Dinosaur? Oh, of course. Denver, the Last Dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Sure, I remember
2: that one. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Slow down. I thought it was down. my friend. <laughs> son of a bitch. No,
1: that's the more. He's everyone's friend. <laughs> What's a whole
2: lot more mean? That seems creepy. Oh, uh, we're lovers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're not just friends. Me and that... Guitar, Strongly implied. That guitar-playing
2: dinosaur that I found in a cave and I are an item. That would be difficult, because dinosaurs aren't known for having overly dexterous fingers. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of dinosaurs with thumb-like opposable claws oh, okay yeah so they could have invented I, would, I don't know a meteor to strike the planet and kill themselves you're saying it was all a plot <laughs> yeah. this is your spare change style
1: conspiracy <laughs> video <Yeah>. let's <laughs> <laughs> say maybe go check out the uh, giant dino kairos claws at the museum of natural history i'm probably pronouncing it wrong but dan so
2: gem and the holograms you did watch it
0: yeah now i re- what i remember is and this could be totally wrong okay but here's what i remember
2: Oh, we'll, we'll, fa- somebody will fact check it and yeah. nicely send us an email explaining how we were possibly wrong. Probably my brother.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jim was like this sort of high powered business lady maybe. hmm And, uh, she had a computer called Synergy. She's
1: a real Sigourney Weaver and working girl type.
0: That mm-hmm. turned her into a, a truly outrageous pop star. And then there were the Misfits. So it's
2: like she has it all. She's yeah.
0: like business by day, party at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she needs to keep her secret identity secret for some reason. Because Like star. a real Hannah Montana situation, and uh, the Misfits, whose as whose songs are better, say the say themselves. Of course, the they say song. that. Uh, I mean, Walk Among Us is a great album. Trying to mm-hmm. uh, undermine Jam, and that's all I remember. Okay, now. We may have talked about
1: this before on the podcast. How dumb I think it is that the misfits are the villain in the show, but we're all, that was real ba- a real band already. Yeah. And the producers of the show, I assume, knew this, or maybe they didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, know. they
2: could have just logged onto the internet and found <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> all they'd do is check Spotify. Yeah.
0: I, mean, yeah, I mean, you can't copyright a name, so they're like, maybe we can just. I mean, borrow the band walks among us. Uh, So you mean I could just start a band called the Beatles tomorrow? Sure, man. If you had the wherewithal.
1: You had the guts. Oh, I was bitten by a withal. And now when there's a full moon, spell, I become a
2: wherewithal. FYI, you just have to spell Beatles with two E's. Uh, Wait a minute.
1: Like the animals? Yes. Gross.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the animals who sang House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, that's a traditional folk song.
0: Yeah, folks sing it.
1: <coughs> <laughs> yeah, folks like the animals. <laughs>
0: So that's why no. It was much more. It was a science fictiony pop starry show okay. about a truly outrageous singer. Okay. Truly, truly outrageous. I mean,
2: there was a, there was elements that necessitated it to be a cartoon show, right? Yeah. Well, for one thing, it was for kids.
0: And Even I remember an, I
2: mean, there was tons of shows for kids that weren't cartoons. You're right. California Dreams. I really remember it being nowhere. my hometown it was Happy the Hobo, <laughs> 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 where a, a hobo-like clown had
0: a variety <laughs> show and had kids on. I may be wrong, but I remember it being a little like more soap opera y than uh, the usual cartoon in that I think it had like continuing storylines. Huh. Uh Which made me interested what about, like, in Captain Caveman, even though I was a boy. There?
1: No, Captain Caveman had no continuing storyline. But he
2: did have a club that had a little bird that came out of it. Well, it was like a little bit of radar
1: st- like dish.
2: Yeah, it was like uh, like he had Inspector Gadget, but instead of being a, an entire man, Inspector Gadget was just his club. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was more of a uh,
1: dynamite type situation. Okay. <laughs> where all the robo stuff is in a dog. Okay, that makes, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> that makes sense, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Jem and the Holograms, the show, was some kind of science fiction-y yeah. stuff about a truly outrageous. You say that, I assume she
0: says that, or it's in the cartoon? It's in the song. Cartoon. There's oh, an yeah, element yeah. of... Jem is her name, no one else is the same. Jim is her name.
1: Jim. <laughs> this really doesn't tell you a lot about the character. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's a fair amount, there's some, like, female empowerment to it, yeah? Mm. Well, it's set on a world where
0: women rule, and men are slaves. And men rule. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's called Earth... Oh. Think about it, boys. <laughs> you blew my mind. Um, but this is not a science fiction movie. This is well, unless you believe uh, that you, uh, yeah. the, you, this unless YouTube world a, we live no, in. No, no, no.
1: Unless a beatboxing <laughs> robot who That's projects true. holograms is science fiction, which it is. This is a movie that is not science fiction, except for one very mm-hmm. specific element: the aforementioned beatboxing robot well, with it, holograms. Right. Let's
0: say it's not science fiction for the science first faction, like analog. For the first forty minutes where there is no robot. Okay. Because it eliminates the whole like the double life stuff. The whole glass
1: of eliminate. <laughs> <laughs> all the Rest double life, Chico uh, Marx.
0: <laughs> all the double life stuff is basically just because like Jim is too shy. Too, yeah. Uh, There's no
1: plot reason well, and it's a marketing thing. Anyway, let's tell you what's say what the movie's about, huh? Okay, so, movie
2: opens with a bunch of YouTube clips. A
1: bunch of YouTube clips of kids just rocking out on music. Playing just music, man. Talking about how important mm-hmm. music is, the, is to them. Uh, music's their boyfriend. It's their king size bed,
0: all that stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. we leaving are, Britney alone. We are all introduced that
1: stuff. to Jerrica mm-hmm. our main character, who is a young singer who has very little. Who perso- has a weird name. Oh, her that's her main personality trait is that she has a weird name, and she's a good musician. Yeah. Now her dad was an inventor who was working on a robot named Synergy. Okay. Uh, and I uh, is there something in the cartoon called Synergy? I think. I think, is I think that's, that's the what the hologram robot called. or something.
0: The computer that turns jam into a. Into a rock and roll star, a rock and roller, a okay. real rolling rocker. Now, in, a the, rolling in rocker the cartoon, she drinks, drinks
1: a lot of rolling rock. Yeah, yeah. in the cartoon, you love those ka-chi. little commercials that Mark Lynn Baker did where he was like a rolling rock professor. What do you not remember? Those he was a professor, he was a beer professor, it was like he was, or a professor of history or something. <laughs> These were from like 15 years ago, maybe 16 years ago.
0: Hmm.
2: So in the cartoon, could Jem always play music and only the like the computer turned her into a totally outrageous person? You are really person?
0: overestimating <laughs> my memory of this thing. So
2: Dan, act out an episode for us. <laughs> okay. Yep. Knock, knock. It's me, Jem. <laughs> Hello. Weird. Structured like a joke. I like it.
1: <laughs> Jem who? Jem and the holograms. The hmm. end. Deek.
0: <laughs> it's just the animation logo at the end. For some reason, it still has a... Uh, Inspector uh, Gadget putting the eye and the little eye dot and deek.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you don't lose a character like that. No. And the old Marvel animation logo with Spider Man dropping down on the Marvel logo. Those are the end <laughs> of Muppet Babies a lot.
2: So,
0: so okay, are where where saying we at? The Muppets and Spider Man share the same universe. It's all uh, part of the MCU. I mean, dude. Disney owns both, so yes. All right. I like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see uh, that crossover. I mean, s- I wait like six months and it'll probably <laughs> happen. <laughs> but it'll be in a video game where Mickey is a wizard or something. And by Mickey, I mean Mickey Dolan <laughs> from The Monkeys,
0: <laughs> Voice of
1: Arthur on the tick.
0: Okay. That's okay. a fact. Cartoon version. About a thing that's true. Anyway. That's what a fact is. Jerrica. Jerica. Jerica.
1: <laughs> that's a fact about a thing that's true. That's what a fact is. So Jerrica <laughs> is a girl. Her dad passed away, but before that he was working on a robot. Uh, she okay. and her younger sister live with her aunt, played by... Uh, Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. 80s star, Jem herself, basically. She if At the right time, she would have been Jem. Yeah. But now, unfortunately, because of Hollywood's ageism, she mm-hmm. cannot play Jem. She can only look kind of like Carol Burnett in movies like this. Now, <laughs> uh, Jared, they live with her aunt, Molly Ringwald, and her aunt's two foster daughters
2: who have, I don't remember what their names are. Aja. Aja. Named and, after the Steely Dan album. <laughs> right? And and who is the other one? Oh, I don't remember, because she's not named after uh, Deacon Blues. <laughs> uh, two against the world. <laughs> uh, and so uh,
1: they like to sing, they like to hang out, but no one likes to sing and play guitar more than Jerica. She was taught to sing and play guitar by her dad. He's dead, he made a robot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one day, she is
2: surreptitiously... And her little sister is crazy about putting stuff on the internet. She loves posting things. That's her primary hobby. She's always Pinteresting and Periscoping
1: and Instagramming and YouTubing Mm -hmm. and Pornhubbing (laughs) and... Pets.coming and stamps.coming and soap dot and whitehouse.goving mm-hmm. and Wikipedia.orging and Podcasting. Podcasting, Yahooing, Lycosing, Asking Jeeves, Angel of, firing. Angel firing, geo uh Netscaping, landscaping. New, news grouping, landscaping, news grouping <laughs> rec dot art dot <whatevering. laughs> Uh prodigying, uh dark. Do? I don't I can't think of any more. <laughs> Did I say America Onlining? No. America onlineing. Mm-hmm. you've got mailing, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryaning. It's really about bookstores. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't make any sense. Uh she surreptitiously records Jericho singing and playing guitar, and then Jerrica says, Delete it, delete it, and she says, Okay, and then doesn't delete it. Instead, We've all been there, am she, I right, guys? She posts it
0: on the uh, YouTube. Uh, what is that? <laughs> What, I'm, I don't trying what the application is. I'm trying to look pretty creepy right now <laughs> i mean this you were creepy earlier when you did that
1: garth face
0: <laughs> garth face is offensive by the way <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> pretending
1: to be a garth for humor yeah. it's okay
0: for garth it's not okay for mm-hmm. you <laughs>
1: garths can say that they can say the g word garth mm-hmm. that's what
2: just dana carvey yeah that's yeah, right and garth vader You have to try to be kind of like a teenager, but also kind of like a turtle. And that's how you be a Garth. (laughs) Yeah, teenager plus turtle equals Garth or ninja. (laughs) The, The real, the decider is
1: if you're a mutant or not. The Venn diagram is Garth overlaps with turtle for teenager, but not for ninja or mutant. Anyway, so Jericho's video goes viral like uh, the plague in the stand. Everybody's yeah. seen
2: it. Everybody loves yep, Captain it. Captain Trips.
1: Everybody's talking about. And does she call herself a
2: gem in it? I don't remember where yes. the gem name yeah. comes from. Her sister uploads it under Gem
0: Unplugged. There was something about how her, like, I think her dad called her his little gem. Oh, so and, that's and what, his sister, and the sister and he doesn't he know how to spell it. Yeah, uh,
1: because he was one of those guys who's great with like science, but not with writing. Right.
0: <laughs> No. <laughs> it's like you not know, to spell the word gem. Like uh, Albert Einstein. His novels were terrible. <laughs> I mean, his first one's okay.
1: There's a no. lot of sex scenes in it, but otherwise. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's heroes,
2: overly wordy. Yes. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Too he, many flashbacks playing with time and characters. Pull <laughs> you know, cool it on
0: the adverbs, Einstein. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm a fan of his horror anthology equals MC scared. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But he didn't
1: write most of those. He just, like, put his name on the series, you know. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he'd toss in a story, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, sh- the video goes crazy. And suddenly, who- everyone wants to know, who's this gem? Who's this gem? What's this gem all about? When are we going to hear more music mm-hmm. from this gem? Gem, 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 gem. She is an overnight sensation. But will become an overnight sensation if she doesn't play her cards right. It won't. Juliet Lewis, who is some kind of big record mogul, mm-hmm. she shows up and just bustles into Jem's life. You guys and says, totally
2: thought it was Parker Posey from the from
0: the bottom of her heels, from her, the, her legs and uh, she was talking and we that, thought it was knowing Parker that
1: Posey. Parker Posey played essentially the same character in Josie and the Pussy Cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be her, but it wasn't.
2: It was Juliet Lewis, and so
0: she, she was the only person who seems to be having any fun in this movie
2: because she's playing the villain. Uh, I think later on, when Ryan Hansen comes in, I think oh, yeah, he's, he's pretty fun. good.
1: And also, the girls seem to have fun like dressing that up. That
0: robot's and having fun.
1: That robot oh, man, was having is having too much fun. He's going crazy. <laughs> now, we're never going to get to the robot if you don't let me. I'm sorry. Okay, so she signs Jem and the girls, her sisters, to a contract, but they've got to play the character of Jem and her unnamed backup band. Uh, there's a lot of mystery. Who is Jem? Who is Jem? And she signs them to a contract that says, you're going to play a bunch of live performances as the character of Jem. I'm not going to pay you till after the last performance.
2: Oh, uh, mm. checks out. Sounds pretty I standard. Could have a lawyer check out this contract, <laughs> but I trust you, Steve. But I'm just lady. a kid. I don't know
1: nothing about the law. I'm just yeah. a minor.
2: You can
0: pay me in chicken nuggets.
1: <laughs> it's in the contract. Oh, why am I negotiating against myself? Give me fewer chicken nuggets. No, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, I need the ghost of Daniel Webster to help me. Oh, uh, this is not the kind of law I'm really familiar with. We didn't have a recording I'm <laughs> really a contract contracts.
0: lawyer. <laughs> I'm kind of, more into so, ghost law.
1: I mean, I was just an orator. I wasn't even really a lawyer, I don't think. I mean, we could poke Maybe, holes in No, he was a lawyer. The, I'm sorry. He was a lawyer. That's a history note. That's we, a history note.
2: We could poke hole, holes in the, like, reality of this movie, or and just we kind will. of, like, check our brains at the door and have fun, right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Pop some corn. I mean... Science says that the universe
1: is probably just a three-dimensional hologram, so Gem's kind of us, right? hmm Which actually, I guess, does turn out to be the moral at the end. But so here's the thing about this movie. It plays by a lot of rules that if this was an out-and-out movie musical, yeah. I would not be bothered by it all. But because it's not a musical, it's just a movie that has music performances in it, I am a little bothered by it. So when the characters
0: break into— A song a, that responds exactly to something that someone else has said. Or they can suddenly harmonize in when they're supposedly improvising lyrics.
2: Yeah. Or cope with a like a sudden catastrophe when their band breaks up. Yeah.
1: And that all of Jem's songs directly comment on what's going on in her career at that moment in the movie. If this was just a... If this <laughs> it was called, shows how universal Jem's music is, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> if this was just Jem the musical, I'd be like, no problem, not an issue I yeah. have with this. If this was
0: the bandwagon, you'd be like, yeah.
1: Uh, if it was the bandwagon, I'd be like, this is not as good a movie as people say. That's true. But if it was singing in the rain, I'd be like, "Yeah, wow." Do 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 <clears throat> do do
2: because that's that yeah song, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Usher and uh, and Ludacris sing that song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which
2: one of them did the do 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 part? That I'm assuming that's Usher. He's got the singing voice. Okay, he's got the real chops. He's the star.
1: So they get signed on this contract. They start playing shows. They're a hit, and the. Record executive's son, played by the Boy Next Door. Yep, the boy, the guy from the movie in, The Boy Next Door. Yeah, oh, he,
0: he I is, thought you meant the guy who lived next door to me. Yeah. Oh, who
2: did live next door to you? Yeah, his name's Wilson. You never see the bottom of his face. <laughs> That's right. Boom. Because he's he gives a, a, me a lot of great advice, though.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I got two Wilsons mixed up in my head.
0: <laughs> he gives me a lot of great advice about how to bump, how to set, how to spike. Oh, wow! Those are pretty much his three things that he knows how to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't hit it out. Oh, okay, good advice, Wilson.
0: Well, yeah, thanks. Oh, you're floating away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm See not you a, later.
1: Not a volleyball, an
0: actual person, Dan.
1: <laughs> Funny volleyball.
0: Sure, sure thing, Wilson. <laughs>
1: sure, I'll just get a bat you like a regular ball. <laughs> oh, that's my head. <laughs> and then it turns out the end is a Tyler Dernan type situation, and you were Wilson the
2: whole time. Yeah. Really nice. You're, you think, you're huh? thinking about it. Wait. It's wheel? called Spike Glove. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're they have they find out that there's a, ro- a robot that their dad built called yeah. Synergy. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. He, this movie
0: suddenly has a robot he in. He
1: activates kind of out of nowhere and Puts the, and he starts. It looks like one
0: of those Earth to Echoes.
1: Yeah, he's a, mm-hmm. he he's a big Earth to Echo. He has robot ears, and he beatboxes a lot. He yep. loves music.
2: And clearly batteries are not included.
1: <laughs> they don't need to be, because he runs on his own power, and when you jump into water with him and swim underwater with him, he's fine. Even though he's protected by naught but a burlap backpack <laughs> with an opening in the front. Uh, so he starts giving them clues for a scavenger hunt that her dad put together before he died. Mm-hmm. And the scavenger hunt, for whatever reason, also seems to correspond with locations that help him with Jem's career. Yep. To make a long story short, she starts falling for the guy who's her chaperone. I mean, he's a super hunk. Uh, the boss of the record company is meaner and meaner as time goes on. Uh, Jem becomes a huge sensation. Mm-hmm. and After one show. After one show, uh, they have another show. They they have one the, at their first show. The power goes out for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Well, we didn't see it because Archie stepped on the uh, controller to the Apple TV. <laughs> That's right. Which switched the uh, function over to Apple TV. Dan,
1: Archie was being real that darn cat tonight. Uh,
0: Archie <laughs> is always that darn cat. <laughs> I often say that. You say you darn cat, and Archie says meow. Mm-hmm. But Archie's but, not much of a conversationalist. But not like this.
1: Meow. He, she, he says meow. <laughs> yeah. Like a human would. <laughs> and, you, and you roll up a newspaper. I'm beginning to
0: suspect Archie is a man in a cat costume. Oh,
1: like when Teller was on that episode of Dharma and Greg. What? Mm. He was like another character's cat and uh, the other characters and like our heroes could tell it was a guy dressed up like a cat, but the cat's owner could not. <laughs> that so, was a
0: much more surreal uh, show than I ever suspected it was.
1: Occasionally. There was also an episode where they get caught pretending to be Southern in a store, and this they just keep pretending, and at the end, Al Gore comes and has dinner with them, but not <laughs> real Al Gore, like an actor playing Al Gore. Okay. <laughs> it was a weird show. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, they're on the scavenger hunt. They're at their first anyway, show. Anyway, our Dharma you know and Greg cast. Yeah, do we
2: want to talk more about Dharma and Greg? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: The power goes out, and she has seen that there's, in this venue there's a bunch of guitars on the wall, I assume victims
2: of earlier uh, sure. yep. guitar killers or performers. It's and, like the guitar player got excited after his performance and just threw it up in the air and it stuck to the wall. Yeah, like a constellation being formed
1: by <laughs> yeah. Hercules hurling a bear into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the guitars has a clue in it, from her dad and she's inspired by that to just play acoustically and the show goes on and it's a huge hit uh everyone at the shows seems to know her songs before she's premiered them but whatever if it was a musical Wait, that wouldn't bother me
0: now i missed i uh, maybe i spaced out now you said a clue did you specify that her dad has created this weird uh scavenger hunt yes yeah okay
1: now in each of these clues there's also a message like create your destiny, or use your talents, which mm-hmm. normally you'd have to eat a Chinese meal to get a message like that, <laughs> but no. You'd here. have to go
2: to the dentist and see a poster up on the ceiling. <laughs>
1: normally you'd have to get sent to the guidance counselor's office, but no, here you merely have to go on a scavenger hunt around L.A. Mm-hmm. with a robot. And so there's a lot of nonsense. They find out their aunt is possibly going to lose their home because they haven't been paid yet because they are not being paid till the end of the tour, uh, and it's not the end of the tour. They kind of the forget Foster about that, though, right?
2: Thing. What they kind of forget about the whole house. A lot. Except, it doesn't. It feels like there's not a lot of stakes for most of the movie. No, they never eat. Steak. Nobody eats. Steak.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I jumped in on that one. But there's no. The stakes are for most of the movie. The stakes are: is Jem going to be the biggest star ever? Or the biggest superstar. Like, is she merely the next Madonna, or is she the next Christ? That's the stakes. (laughs) Until the family needs money fast. So she asks the boss for an advance, and the boss says, sure, if you sign this solo contract, Mm -hmm. we don't want the other girls. We just want Jim. Mm -hmm. And
2: she signs it because she needs the money. Does she tell her family why she's doing it? No, of course not. And then they immediately break up, which is kind of great, because normally in this type of movie – they would, you know, a, a movie about superstar rockers with their pet robot. Hey. Uh, they would, they would int- like, they would make the the lead singer, the star, kind of slowly change over time, and it stopped to be about the music and more like this, like uh, this one person show. But this movie does away with that, and they're like, we're going to have this conflict happen super fast and get out of the way. Have the band break up with her, and then have her change her mind within like. 15 minutes. She
1: does maximum. a show that yeah. goes
2: if anything better than the other shows. Like she's clearly a solo
1: artist. Yeah, yeah it's
0: just like very like Lady Gaga performancey thing with yeah. uh, she's got a crazy outfit on. There's a bunch of gymnasts going around. There's
1: dancers behind. Her. I mean there were There's full dancers.
2: choreography. Nobody seems to notice that her her sisters aren't there. No,
1: cuz yeah.
0: Gem
2: is what they're there for. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And frankly, The Boss is making a pretty good point. Like,
1: there are a number of artists whose career took off when they became solo artists mm-hmm. and left their bands. Or Give families. me an example. Uh, uh, Andrew Jackson.
2: Andrew Jackson. <laughs>
1: no, Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. Or uh, as we- a. We were we were imagining that David Byrne shows up and tells her that uh, you, you you were right to leave that group. You were the talented one. Uh, now you should get weird and do a lot
0: of music that no one really wants to hear mm-hmm. that much. Yeah, get get together with David Brian Eno or David and, uh, Eno, Brian's brother. <laughs> yeah, the he usually three of just you
1: sends Brian Eno letters just about sports. Get together for dinner.
2: Yeah, he's usually recording albums with Stung, former singer of the Polly's. <laughs>
1: The Pollys, which was a polio string cheese based band.
0: Get together with Brian Eno and just get him. Just start. Well,
1: why don't you guys go with Blues Trapper?
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Or the Rolling Scones.
0: <laughs> Have you heard about that new girl piano player, Millie Joel? Yeah, that was Led Zeppelin. <laughs>
2: Led Zeppelin. That's not even as good as Led Zeppelin. <laughs> no. Led Zeppelin. I'll watch a Led Zeppelin cover band. <sighs> uh, okay, so what are we so, talking uh, about? She She's a solo her, artist. She goes back to her old house that she grew up in, where her Cause name. Because she is, follows the sign that her father left her, which looks eerily like an elder sign from the H.P. Lovecraft mythos. Yes, but it's also it looks like something that they they drew
1: in the cement outside their old house. Her sisters show up. Hey, the band's back together, and they and then the chaperone shows up. Hey, I found you guys, and they go, oh. The last clue was in some earrings that my dad gave me. But the earrings, because they were taken away when I was made over into Jem, are in a safe for some reason at the record headquarters. Yeah,
0: instead of just throwing them in the garbage, (laughs) Juliette Lewis has put them in a little jewelry box. Like
2: a little golden
1: sarcophagus. (laughs) (laughs) Because I assume she thought Jem's ca was in there. Mm -hmm. And so that Jem could travel safely to the other world. Mm -hmm.
2: The other world being, of course, Access Hollywood. Luckily, she's found her ca-tet. Stephen King's the Dark Tower coming to theater soon. <laughs> in her sisters and her new boyfriend. And they travel to this mystical place called Starlight Enterprises or whatever. Yeah, Starlight
1: Records. Now here's the weird. here's something I didn't understand is that Juliet Lewis's son, who is their chaperone, he works for the company. His mom runs it. And you'd think he could just walk in and say, Hey, I have to go up to the offices with Jem, the biggest star on the- that we have signed mm-hmm. to us. But instead Too they easy. But instead they sneak in and break into the office. Mm-hmm doesn't make sense
2: they break into her safe and they find <clears throat> the only copy of you would her. have thought that if you're going to do this in this movie where you have a fucking robot character have the robot be integral to like the robot you, is, you got a bb-8 on your hands here guys <laughs> Use you're, treating it. Like <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: you're treating
2: him like a bb-1 like a zz nothing
1: <laughs> not even a zz top a zz bottom mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> zz bottom He's a really bearded guy who you know You know, he's always sleeping. You know.
1: (laughs) His head, he gets the head of an ass. I'm just saying,
0: in the bedroom. You know. With Titania.
1: I'm talking about a different type of bottom than you are, (laughs) Derek. That's right.
2: I was talking about bottom from from uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, was oh, always okay. sleeping. That's, that's, that's was, why it's ZZ, because it's Z's. That's what I was talking about, too. Dan was talking about the sexual position. <laughs> the one who Named receives. after the popular Shakespearean
1: character. Was that what he was? <laughs> yeah. I guess I missed the scene in a Midsummer Night's Dream where Titania puts a strap-on on and then does bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I understand why he was so surprised when he woke yeah. up.
0: That's why he says, ill met by Moonlight Titania. He doesn't say that. That's Oberon, but... For the purposes of this joke, that's why. So, it just
1: ill met my moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Titania. Oh, And Oberon says, uh, you never do that with me. <laughs> no wonder he's so mad.
0: Yeah. Wow. So so we've come we up can... with some kind of what,
1: like, penthouse porno version <laughs> <That's> of Mr. <laughs> Night's Dream, where Puck is called, like, fuck and things like that.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not even trying. <laughs> well,
1: it's for a penthouse. Is more, why am yeah. I trying?
0: It's <laughs> like a, a little Annie Fanny version.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they get in there, they they manage to crack the password for the safe, which is uh Juliet Lewis' character's name. <laughs> yep, uh, that
2: is a terrible password. That's sec- like the first thing they tell you not to use as your password.
1: Yeah, any professional security security guy will tell you, throw some numbers in there, maybe mm-hmm. some punctuation uh-huh. marks, don't just use your name. But they also find yeah, 123
0: after that.
2: Yeah, if it's going <laughs> if you're going to do if you're going to do Stewart, use like a dollar sign instead of an S yep. uh-huh. and like a V instead of a U. And like five exclamation points because Stuart's worth it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to yell it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they find a copy of his dad's will, and in which he leaves the whole company to him. Han- it says he leaves the company to the mother, but the son has the ability to choose to take the company whenever he feels he is ready for
2: it, mm-hmm. which is a
1: strangely worded it's clause. A strange in clause. A will. He, f-
2: he found uh, hippiness at the end of his life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh it's time for the last big gem show and Jem and the Hollywood. Oh, gem yeah. and the girls are back together and, and uh they, they there's managed- a couple
2: of great little character scenes with like a valet character and then like Ryan Hansen as an overly enthusiastic security guard yeah. character. And one
1: thing that
0: you skipped over uh before what, the, the 30 final,
1: montages
0: before before the final show, there's the payoff for the, the big uh scavenger hunt where oh uh, that's right that's she right. puts her earrings in synergy. And she's rewarded with a hologram of her dad. Who tells her he's proud of her and he loves her. Yeah, He
2: says, I can't believe you made Steph, all the logical leaps necessary to complete this puzzle. <laughs>
1: you would be great at Myst. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'd be great at uh, the old Batman series where <laughs> the Robin is uh, and uh, Batman are able to put together the Riddler's puzzles.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was one of the puzzles where the answer was, one of the riddles, the answer was a canary with a machine gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even as a kid, I was like, that's not a real riddle. Come on.
0: Yeah.
2: It, what was the answer to the riddle?
1: The answer to the riddle was a canary. Th- the, the the question was like, what uh, has wings and and a, and fires or something like that. Is there
2: like a that. canary character in the Batman? No,
1: No, it was just a goofy thing. Okay. Cuz they didn't have respect for the Batman franchise. This is the Dark Knight Detective. Come on.
0: Yeah. Rated R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for is probably at your DVD shelf <laughs> hopefully soon. Cuz there's been a shit ton of Batman movies.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. There was Batman, Batman again, Batman 2, Batman, what? (laughs) Another Batman. Still batting it. Batman 2, Electric Bataloo. There was Batman vs. Megalon. There was Batman in the Temple of Bats. There was Batman meets yeah. Howard the Duck, Part 3. Yeah, Revenge Batman of Spock. Back and Bat. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, Bat to the Future, the Batman Chronicles. Major League, colon, Batman's on the team now. There was Night Bat, Bat Knight. I mean, that makes sense because they used to Oh man, in Major it's a bat. Yeah. <laughs> It's, is that Batman? No, it's not. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. The movie. <laughs> Let's not forget Allison. Hey, remember Batman, when I
0: man? said that it was, was Batman? Hey, look I was behind right. you.
1: It's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, the movie, the movie, which was a movie about going to see the first Batman movie. There was uh, Ratman. <laughs> There was there was Bratman about the sausage. <laughs> there was Scatman, in which Scatman Crothers <laughs> breaks <laughs> his, his shit feet. on people. <laughs> a, tyke, a, a, a rich playboy is sitting, and he says, "I shall, I shall dress up to scare criminals." And Scatman Crothers flies through the window. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I will become a Scatman.
0: <laughs> Scooby Dibum,
1: Scilly Bob, Bob. So he would sidle up to to muggers' and alleys and go, you know, I was in The Shining, and then beat them up. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, and, yeah, like, she,
0: and they hit him with an axe, and he's like, my one weakness.
1: <laughs> an axe to the stomach. <laughs> you saw The Shining, didn't you? Uh, so she gets a message from her dad saying he loves her. It takes a long time. And as I mentioned to you guys while we were watching it, I'm the only one of the Flophouse hosts who has a child. If anything, I should be touched most deeply. Damn you.
0: Damn you for touching my secret pain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: your secret pain? <laughs> That's right, this whole time.
1: You really wanted children?
0: No, nah, I don't. Don't, don't try and send me any. Dance I don't No, nope,
1: you're getting children in the mail.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, God. Ugh. All children right. of the corn, that is. What am I going to feed oh, that's them? that's terrible. Corn. They like cat food, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, they probably would, but don't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, as as someone with a child, the idea of not surviving to see them grow up and become an adult is terrifying to me. And yet, my reaction to this scene was, Ah. Well, yeah. it doesn't help
0: that it is interminable. It take,
1: goes on forever, and by that point, you just want the movie to end. Uh, you at this, this point, this is a two-hour movie. You sat through two hours of mostly it's montages of the holograms and is like two hours power long. pop. Yeah, unass- like and unrelated
2: YouTube clips.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of YouTube clips that are used sometimes as like the soundtrack. But you have a YouTube clip of someone playing music or playing the drums or whatever or some dance routine, and that's used on the soundtrack to score a scene. And I kind of like that as a. Technique, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't used great here, it wasn't your tempo. It was not my tempo. I kept holding my hand up, but the movie wouldn't stop. <laughs> so I threw a chair at the movie. <laughs> I broke your TV, Dan. I'm sorry, but uh, it's the movie just takes forever. So they go to the big, they go to the final show. They defeat the bad person. They're doing the last performance, and they say, "Hey, you know what? You know who Jem is? It's everybody." It's anyone who has courage in a dream. Your yeah. gem, and you, and you, and you. Now let's There's rock There's little Godzilla this place.
0: inside of all of us.
1: <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> just like the end of Godzilla 2000. Mm-hmm. That,
2: that's happened to me the last couple of times I've gone to uh, rock shows. Is the band gets up there and they're like, <laughs> "You know who Gore Guts is? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's you <laughs> and you."
1: No, no,
0: no,
2: no, no, no. You know we're
1: not sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Your
2: sacrifice. And everybody cries and raise their lighters. I guess I don't know. They sing along and grab the person closest to them that they took to the sacrifice show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's put the lights up on the house.
1: I'm not Seal. You're Seal. (laughs) I'm not Seal, what are you talking about?
0: No, you are. You sang Kiss from a Rose. You're no. a
2: seal for all legal purposes. <laughs> Touch this skull with me. You're a seal now.
0: And now you've got Pee all in my this
2: with me, everyone.
1: <laughs> I'm free. Free of the curse of being married to Heidi Klum. <laughs> I
2: think they're he not... was free of that years ago. <laughs> I forgot. I think this split up. Yeah. Anyway. He's probably hanging out with Salman Rushdie complaining about their former wives that are also former models <laughs> and reality show hosts. Yeah. Reality competition. They probably shows. have a lot to talk about. Oh, uh, they're
1: best friends, mm. Seal Sion and Salman <laughs> Rushdie. <laughs> So he calls, well, so he call, they call calls someone Rushdie the seal of the salmon. Well, Salmon Rushdie calls Seal of Approval, and Seal calls Salmon Rushdie <laughs> Premium Rush. <laughs> That's just because they're nicknames for each other. Runs in uh, in being John Malkovich, how uh, Charlie Sheen calls uh, John Malkovich Malcatraz, which <laughs> was such a funny nickname for him. Anyway, long story short, the show goes great. The editor of Rolling Stone sidles up to, I guess, the new head of the record company, and she says, yep. hey, Jem's great. What's the name of the band? He looks down at the hologram-projecting robot that no one else can notice, and he goes, "No." Jem and the holograms? Smash cut. Credits. We're done. On to mid-credit scene where the villain, she goes to like an alleyway under a bridge. She's deep mm-hmm. into Delta City territory.
2: Yeah. Uh, She's going to go see some scales. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's
1: she's in the Soylent Green area where the people are like or, – Oh, or no, she's in the part of Logan's Run where it's just <sighs> teenagers who kill each other.
2: She's going to see Edgar Friendly and the rest of the people who spray paint Taco Bells in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, she hires the Misfits, not the band the Misfits again, but the characters. Yeah, once again. To, which sets us up for, I guess, J2, Gem and the Holograms, which would mm-hmm. be the sequel that will never happen.
2: And did we already talk about how the director's planning on spin- crossing this over with G.I. Joe and Transformers? He has yeah. announced what? his
1: intentions, and
2: because very often... What the about producers- the Cowboys and Moo Mesa? Is that in the same... <laughs>
1: More the same level. Very often, the producers of huge franchises like Transformers or G.I. Joe will say, yeah, let's cross over with a flop of a movie. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason that the Spider-Man movies crossed over... With uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> that was a huge hit. That's it. <laughs> true. Spider Man married Chuck, mm-hmm. but he was in love with Larry. Oh, weird. Uh, so the end of the looking concerned. The is it because huge, the movie's over and because we're going too long?
0: Uh, no, we should probably uh, get into final judgments. Um, okay. Well, it's sounding positive, but I don't want to. I want to hedge my bets. Whether it's a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie kind of like uh, I'm going to say about this movie. <laughs> that it should have been 88 minutes at the most. Should have been the movie 88 minutes. Al um, Pacino, and it should have had. Is that a, the
2: TikTok doc one? <laughs> I think it I is. Didn't yeah, even watch that.
0: <laughs> should have had a crazy computer, and it should have had a lot more fun and a lot less YouTube, and it just bored the shit out of me.
2: Yep. So, I didn't really, I, you know, I definitely saw an episode of uh, Gem and the Holograms, but I didn't really bring a lot of that baggage in with me. Mm-hmm. And so it was probably <laughs> a better viewing experience for you, right? Yeah. I was kind of put off by the sheer amount of YouTube clips and the kind of interesting uh, cinematography with a lot of like handheld, almost documentarian style. Uh, and. It was still pretty boring, and I don't remember much that happened, although I was excited about a few interesting character turns, but I will say, bad, bad movie. I I was excited
0: to watch this movie, by the way. This this was one of the least uh, successful movies of all time. This should have been a really crazy, silly movie,
1: and instead it was a very by-the-numbers, girl-becomes-a-rock-star movie. Yeah. With a robot that projected holograms, and somehow that... Didn't make the movie yeah. crazy.
0: Imagine the most boring version of a robot that projects holograms being in a movie. Like, I guess it
1: just projects eye tests, like eye right. charts or like <laughs> test patterns. It projects. Yeah.
0: It projects its own user agreement. <laughs>
1: oh, that is so boring, and you got to keep scrolling through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't
2: yeah. want to just click the box because uh, I don't want to say I'm agreeing to something you, I don't agree yeah, come with. come on, you don't. I gotta keep it. it real, dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but this was a, a very dull movie, Gem and the Telegrams. Gem and the Telegrams? What if it was set in the 19th century? It was called Gem and the Telegrams. <laughs>
0: the stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. We've got uh, some sponsors tonight. Woo! Woo! So
2: we're in for a little bit of Flophouse housework, buddies.
0: Nice branding. Some home improvement. Music. So, I haven't heard that <laughs> one in a while. <laughs> tonight, the Flophouse is supported in part by Squarespace, the simplest way to create a compelling website. From the strange to the downright bizarre, great stories define us. You should tell yours with simple tools and templates. Squarespace helps you capture your story with a captivating website. You can start your free t- trial today by visiting squarespace.com flop. You should Squarespace. A
2: rare no introductions section of Dan's no uh, speech. No introductions. introductions. Right. I think you mean
0: interruptions. <laughs> we didn't introduce the fact that this was a Squarespace ad because why do that,
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? May I present to you a Squarespace advertisement? Squarespace <laughs> presented by
0: Squarespace. Uh, listeners, Squarespace,
1: Squarespace listeners, I'll let you guys get to know each other while I fix some drinks. Uh, so this is what it
0: makes. This is what it feels like to make fun of someone for missaying mis- saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah is that why my sort of face is the experience actually I, I find it like very it so
1: fulfilling <laughs> now here's the thing my you, face
2: is beat red my knees are knocking together Does, <laughs> do people like me or do they hate me <laughs> uh,
1: they like you oh well that's great now just to remind people I am using Squarespace for my new site uh, Werner Herzog's urethra.gov uh-huh. and I'm, I'm Squarespace's interface is so easy to use, I don't need to know coding, it's responsive to the different mediums, I'm having trouble getting the .gov suffix,
2: but All I think right. I can convince Prez Obama to do it, and if he won't, Prez Trump will do it. And you can load tons of pictures on that piece, so people know what they're looking at.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to have an interactive map of Werner urethra in case you get stuck in it sometime. Uh, there's going to be an interview <laughs> with his urologist, uh, video interview. There's going to be uh, live streaming web footage uh, from the camera placed inside his. And this reader. is all
2: set up through Squarespace. That sounds great.
1: Entirely through Squarespace. I mean, there's a lot of text too. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's got there's excerpts from his peeing diary. A lot of people don't know that Werner Herzog keeps a piss diary mm-hmm. uh, of every time he urinates. It's something he picked up from Klaus Kinski, and uh, it's just going to be a really, really
2: exciting site. And there's also, also that Squarespace. <clears throat> there's that one section that's all just like your favorite quotes from historical figures about urethras oh that's what they're about I just thought they were all inspirational so <laughs> I wanted you guys to know that also <clears throat> listeners at home the Flophouse is also supported supported it's supported <laughs> oh all right. no what happened you, <laughs> what no, happened you rot uh, no <laughs> uh, oh that stupid
1: gypsy <laughs> McCoy, I mean, they don't like to use the word gypsy oh, okay McCoy syndrome is catching that
2: stupid Romani
1: <laughs> thank stupid you Romani <laughs> Ray Romani from everybody who loves Romani
2: what's the deal with that Seinfeld <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that Ray Romano doing an impression of Seinfeld? I'm talking about Seinfeld.
2: Yeah. Okay, we've had some laughs here tonight, but the the flop house is supported in let's part. Let's get serious for a moment. Uh, let's buckle down uh, because the flop house Diabetes. is supported by. Is supported by Mac Weldon. Oh, okay. Now here at the Flop House, we like to be comfortable. You know it. When we finish recording at night and get ready to climb into our giant three-person bed, we like to slip into some comfortable clothes, comfortable underclothes. You're making me feel. That's what Mac Weldon provides. We're supposed to feel comfortable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stuart, you're making. Am
2: I making you guys uncomfortable? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mack Weldon will make you feel very comfortable. They provide comfortable underwear, socks, sweats that look great and feel fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, speaking as someone who's wearing Mack Weldon under things right now, they are very comfortable, but you are making me uncomfortable. Now,
2: your comfort is very important, both to me, Stuart from the Flophouse, and a Mack Weldon. <laughs> That's why, if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still send you a refund no questions asked, <laughs> like here at the House.
0: Right, <laughs> we're going to refund people for the unused portion of their podcast. Yeah, but they don't pay anything, so it's yeah, okay. So it's what, me,
1: Mac Weldon. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> me, Mac. Just saying, underpants are what I like to think about. Underpants on you.
2: Now, what are you guys waiting for? Why don't you go over to uh, com to get 20% off? by using the promo code FLOP, F-L-O-P. It's very comfortable clothing. I, I want, want to, to say, you.
0: before we even uh, had them as a sponsor, I had some Mack Weldon socks. Yep. And uh, you know that you're an adult when uh, you some you stop being disappointed when you uh, get new socks and start being excited when That's you get true. new socks. Yep. true. And I was extra excited when I got these Mack Weldon socks because they are sharp looking and they are durable and they're comfortable.
2: I want to get real with you guys for a second. Can I get real with you? Oh, uh, okay. It's so possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I got my first pair of Weldon underwear in the mail, I put them on, but I accidentally put them on inside out, and they still felt really great. <laughs> I
1: don't um, know how that's possible to do.
2: <laughs> you really had
0: like, a, like a, I'm a bad little boy face on when you said that. Who cares? Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> they are very very comfortable underwear. I don't play so. by your rules.
2: So, Dan, why don't you just tell them to use the promo cl- code?
0: <laughs> yeah, use the promo code FLOP to get
1: 20% off. Now, don't go to MacWelding.com. You cannot fix a Mac computer with a welding torch. I learned that the hard way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go to MacWeldon. That's M A C K W E L D O N.com. Uh, but we have a couple messages up on the Jumbotron this week. Uh, first off, the Let Me Listen this the family is the- of podcast productions. Uh, well, I'll explain the jumbotron afterwards. Okay. Because uh, we've done
1: this is like the second time we've done it, so people will be like, "What's that?" Explain
2: it to me, Dan. I'm dumb. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Stewart's
2: on the Dumbotron. <laughs> uh,
0: no, let me get me through these first. It's a little now. And then I'll get. Wow. Overruled. <laughs> I'll get back. <laughs> this judge won't allow it. Uh, so we got a couple messages on the jumbotron. This first <laughs> one is uh, listen to the Let Me Listen Family Podcast Productions, the Storytelling Comedy Brawl Podcast. Let me finish the Tardy movie review podcast, late seating, and the improv comedy podcast series, American monsters and how to destroy them. Uh, and you can listen to these by searching for the let me listen podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. How, how do you
1: smell? How do you spell that?
0: Stitcher or visit our website, com. That's L E M M E listen podcasts. Um, and we have another message. Uh, yeah, go
2: bend your ear to those guys. For another
0: podcast. And
2: whatever. Who cares?
0: (laughs) The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast by two guys who are a bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday and Wednesday, Ben and Adam catch you up on an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, in a nostalgic look at a seminal television show. Uh, And by seminal, we're talking about what Riker's leaving behind on the holodeck. Gross. Oh gross you don't have to watch the show to enjoy the podcast so join the thousands of listeners who already do and subscribe to the greatest generation now and you can do that uh by going to the greatest generation on itunes or at g a g h biz and uh if you want to get a message up on the jumbotron it's easy go to maximumfund.org forward slash jumbotron and for $200 for a commercial message or $100 for a personal message, you can uh, get a little promotion at a reasonable price. And you get
2: to hear our sweet voices say stuff. Well, Dan's sweet <coughs> voice. And we interrupt him. That's part of the game. That's true. Uh, you interrupt a good game, boy.
1: <laughs> but now you, uh, sir, can I have, I have a question for you about it? <laughs> He interrupted Angus Grim.
0: All right, Bear with me for uh, a little bit longer. Because I know that we've done a lot is that of...
1: Is bear going to be with you a little bit longer?
0: Uh, I hope so. Because that bear is gooby. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a magical bear. Yeah. That I love very much. <laughs> And he helps me uh, he foil help Eugene Levy. I can't remember what happened to that movie. Did they cover movie.
2: Eugene Levy with foil? I actually didn't see that episode. Or I wasn't here for that episode. Was Eugene Levy even in Gooby? He was definitely in that. Okay. I don't. I, I remember him being lifted off the ground by a crane, but that could be... <laughs> that
1: could be any number of, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> of Eugene could Levy be movies. what, bringing down the house? Yeah. Well, was that's the that? one where he was straight tripping Boo. All
0: right. Uh, no, I just wanted to say one last uh, message. And that is the 2016 Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. Um, in fact, you can see it on the horizon from where ye standin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ahoy, <laughs> two bells. Ahoy, McCoy. You should join us for the best two weeks in podcasting and show your support for the Flophouse and Maximum Fun. We're gonna have uh, a great. Max Funcon episode. Next episode. Is Next like, episode is
2: also what
0: our two hundredth episode.
2: What? So what? What have I done with
0: what? my life? <laughs> we've got <laughs> something it exploded, crazy planned, and we've got a very special guest. That's right. It's finally the all nude episode we're doing. Yeah, that's right. Finally.
2: <laughs> and well, you've gonna, I've been, been all nude.
0: <laughs> we're gonna put down a tarp, and just see what happens. Oh. <laughs> Okay, a lot of rainwater is going to collect in
1: weird <laughs> places. Um, yeah, it's our 200th episode. 200 episodes.
0: So now we get to go into syndication, right? That's what happens.
2: Uh, yeah, that's
0: exactly what happens. We're going to be on the money uh, starts rolling
2: we're in. We're going to be on TBS in the middle of the day. <laughs> yep, us and Supernatural and Las Vegas <laughs> with the main character Danny McCoy <laughs> coming up next. What?
0: Wicked, and then The <laughs> Flophouse. Uh, but uh, yeah, you should look forward to the two hundred. No, no 200, Charmed. I'm thinking Charmed. episode. <laughs> Wicked is a Broadway show. We've, Charmed is the, Charmed is also a Broadway
2: show. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn.
0: We've got uh, a great show planned. I'm very excited for next. I can tell you sound show. excited. Uh, you sound.
1: The, you've dialed it up all the way to three.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the use? Why bother? This has been Eeyore with the Flophouse.
0: You know me. That's that's a Dan McCoy eleven. <laughs> you know
2: me. You don't know my family. I'm Dan McCoy. <laughs> you know me, everybody. I hate
1: everything. That's right. Do I'm you like say Marvin eats the eats Android, everything?
0: but a person. And, yeah, he eats everything. And you know me, Seabiscuit, the world's most <laughs> popular horse. The, the horse
1: who announces well, himself. I gotta
2: go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We have all these reoccurring characters this episode before our 200th episode. We we really should save them for the 200. Yeah. But.
0: Uh, <laughs> so we've got (laughs) the
1: excitement that comes with yawning while talking
0: (laughs) i just get i just get really happy when seabiscuit stops by Mm -hmm. um so we've got uh exclusive gifts for new and upgrading members during the max fund we've seen some and they look cool they are amazing uh we can't talk about them just yet but there's one at the ten dollar a month level that i'm particularly excited about it's got dan cream in his jeans (laughs)
2: no
1: don't ever say that that's horrible (laughs) <laughs> and he's wearing a pajama oh, no. pants, so it's factually inaccurate.
0: <laughs> I remember hearing that phrase for the first, or seeing that phrase but for the first the time jam- in like it was like a porn ad in the back of a National Lampoon <laughs> magazine, <laughs> creaming your jeans, and I was like. Oh, this <laughs> this this disgusts me but I'm you know 12 years old I mean, so it also it arouses me in a strange way I'm definitely ordering it
1: but yeah. it's disgusting
2: and cuz it's national lampoon you're cracking up with all that jizz out of your wiener. <laughs> I'm
0: <laughs> cracking up with I the way know. that they really
1: I don't like any of
0: this <laughs> <laughs> cracking up with the way they really <laughs> they're sticking it to the Nixon administration Oh <laughs> yeah um Anyway, I mean, the, if you were
1: reading an old National Lampoon, then it, yeah, it
0: was an old National. Lampoon. <laughs> you can't, it was you a
1: can't modern look, one. Can, can yeah, still right. to be behind the times. Nineteen seventy-three issue of National Lampoon. I was reading
0: a modern National Lampoon's Naked Miles, American Pie presents Road Trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vacation.
2: It's just uh, an animated screenplay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, so, mark your calendar for the Max Fund Drive. It all starts March fourteenth. And don't miss out on the excitement, but um, or March
1: fourteenth, as one, <laughs>
0: people usually say when they talk about dates. One last thing before uh, letters: just just a lot of quick thank yous uh, for we got a lot of uh, gifts in the flop house flop bag <clears throat> this week. Thanks to Stacy Edwards for the care package. Uh, thanks for the HP Lovecraft movies from uh, Andrew. Last name withheld. Those are very exciting. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Call of
2: Cthulhu, The Whisper in Darkness. Call of
0: Cthulhu, I've seen that one's really good. Thanks uh, for the HP. Or sorry, thanks for the Blu-ray of the Boogans for Stuart from uh, someone named Krang the Embobbin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that wait a minute. That
1: sounds great. Uh, I can't
0: wait to watch that shit. Thank what, you. What,
1: her, what cultural heritage do you think that is? Uh, Bo- Boogans. I think
2: it's. I think it's Polish. <laughs> oh, that's
0: not right. <laughs> Thank you to Ben Newman for the copy of his uh, new book, which is amazing. Ben Newman is. Uh, he's
2: been on. Uh, we've mentioned him on the show before. He did. Uh, he did the. Uh, what was the the April O'Neil pinup art? From that's right. Many many episodes ago. <laughs>
0: Uh, You had a couple people you wanted to thank.
2: Oh, yeah. I wanted to say thank you to Adam Goldberg for the, uh, I think it's a DVD copy of No Escape. Hopefully, maybe we'll give it a watch sometime soon. Not the Ray Liotta No Escape, the new one. No, that would be uh, inappropriate for the podcast because that's a good, great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'd also like to... I put out a extra thank you to Eric North, listener Eric North, who was kind enough to send along some very lovely gifts. Mine is a, uh, a framed poster of the masters of horror series with many autographs, autographs, (laughs) Uh, I'm already thinking about my favorite autograph on there, which is Dario Argento's, which is written Argento Dario. Is <laughs> so he's yeah. what, Japanese? I don't know.
0: <laughs> and likewise, thank you for my gift from that, uh, the signed copy of Talking Head 77, which is amazing. Yeah. And I got a signed
2: picture of Groucho Marx, which is astounding. There will probably be pictures showing up on the internet. But once again, thank
0: you, Eric North. That was far too kind. That was
1: way too generous. We have done literally nothing to deserve that. And
0: lastly, I would like to thank Nathan Rabin, the uh, originator of the phrase Manic Pixie Dream Girl. For the signed picture of Orlando Bloom and uh, Kristen Dunst from Elizabethtown.
2: Whoa, <laughs> I know at least one person who would fight you for that. His um. name is Orlando Bloom.
0: <laughs> He's just trying to destroy all evidence of Elizabethtown. Mm-hmm. He will shoot you full of arrows. <laughs> uh, but finally, sorry for the long housekeeping this week. The flop house housekeeping, as Stewart has branded it. It's ha- uh, Flophouse housework, sir. Oh, sorry. For <laughs> <row. laughs>
1: Oh! I said "ra <laughs> uh, ra, sir." That's how you should end things.
0: Yeah, Um. ra."
1: But, but Stuart, I said "ra
0: But now it's time for everyone's favorite segment: Everyone letters. <laughs> so uh, this first letter, so, yeah, let's bring the letters on. Is from Ethan, last name withheld, Hawk.
2: Ethan Hawk, or from, <laughs> and it goes like a this: letter. <laughs>
0: To nope. us.
2: <laughs>
1: what a Gattaca guy. He wrote it before sunset or sunrise. Or that <laughs> he was other a one. real daybreaker. <laughs> <laughs> he, really he was s- dazed and confused. He slipped that Is song in, that? in while I
0: wasn't paying attention. No, he wasn't
1: in that. But Reality Bites, he was in that. Boyhood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Coast
1: of Utopia at Lincoln Center.
0: The letter goes like this: My wife is a nurse, and a year ago she told me about a disorder. Hello. She told me about a disorder that makes it feel like you have worms in your scrotum. Ooh. Instantly, I knew if I ever had a question for the flop house, I could open with some joke about wormy boners, and maybe the Crypt Keeper has this disorder. But now that I look it up, it's actually super gross. Yeah, it sounds horrifying. <laughs> so, it's let's scary. move you know on.
1: What? It sounded like it was pretty fun, and then I looked it up.
0: <laughs> with that amazing opening gambit. I mean, gamb-
1: Crypty, it's probably okay, because he's a decaying corpse, so. Yeah.
0: With that amazing opening gambit. Uh, and with, like, a real gallows humor, you know? <laughs> a question. I'm a screenwriter, and I recently got to pitch some ideas, one of which was a supernatural fantasy adventure so bonkers and high concept that I was really just testing the limits of what I could get away with. I assumed it was an instant, oh fuck no, but shockingly, that was one of the only ideas that got the go-ahead. So now I'm paralyzed with terror. This idea sounds exactly like a premise for a future episode, my greatest fear as a writer, but apparently there's potential in it. Do you have any overarching tips for how the script can avoid the pitfalls of bad-bad, and even good-bad? What's the thin line that separates a flop from a movie you actually really like? Help me, floppers. You're my only hope. Ethan, last name withheld. So how to avoid uh, writing a movie that shows up on the flop house?
2: Uh, It's tough because I feel like there's so many levels between the finished script product and the final product. Yeah, script is such a kind of prototype Blueprint. As the Oscars movie. showed us by uh, ha- having screenwriting be one of the first, if not the first, it award was the, this year. It was the first yeah. award this year.
1: But they do that sometimes. They, they put out a relatively major award or an important award at the beginning to get you interested but the
2: structure this year was to show you like the lifespan of a film from beginning to yeah, end yeah that was
0: theoretically the structure
1: yeah but it also the first element that they showed going into that magic movie projector in the beginning was courage and I was like <laughs> fuck you Oscars <laughs> forget this uh but I think I, I still put it down to we got to put something at the beginning. It's why best supporting actress so often is like so really. So early don't
2: early. start your movie with an opening uh, like a monologue from your character explaining some yeah, fable that grandmother yeah, told. Yeah, my them. mother always told me. Or
0: there's a
1: prophecy
0: that. <coughs> and don't Bob make your Bob character Bob. a chosen one because that robs him or her of any sort of personal agency in the story. Begin yeah.
1: the movie in media res. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Uh, don't assume the audience needs to know everything. But assume they need to know important stuff for the plot later down the road. And a lot of our movies we see either over-explain stuff that's not necessary or does not ex- they don't explain anything, and you're like, who are these people, what's going on?
0: A thing that should not be explained at all, if you can help it, is character. You should not have a character explain to another character what one character is about. But what, we should see what the character is about. What if, should, characters should still be welcome, right? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. This is the USA, after all. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny. What.
2: That's TBS. We're yeah. always on, never off. But they know drama. TNT. <laughs> um,
1: so do it's all those TV, things. not TV, it's HBO. <laughs> but I, I think the most important thing is uh, to try to toe the balance between being original, but not so original that it, your movie makes no sense. We should be able to relate to something in it, but it should surprise us in some way so that we can't guess what the ending is 15 minutes
2: in. Yeah, I mean, if your basic structure will, will work, even if you take all the fantasy elements out, you're
0: probably doing the right thing. So that's our genuine, not that funny answer to your question.
2: We try. We did all that shit where we did characters welcome and stuff. That's yeah, hilarious. That was joked, <laughs> kind of people are fucking rolling in their seats. <laughs> they're rolling in their <laughs> seats. They're rolling
0: because they're rolling in their the deep weeble wobbles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Rolling> <laughs> they can't the fall deep. down. People are rolling in the deep out there.
0: Because mm-hmm. they're on Molly. Anyway, so... Uh, I couldn't see my face just then, but it was complete. <laughs> what was that all about? <coughs> this one goes like this. As one of your few loyal Scottish <laughs> listeners, I have to congratulate you on the super great job you did of capturing my native brogue. Not since Mike Myers Shrek or Christopher Lambert in Highlander has the Scottish accent sounded so natural. <laughs> I dare say your mastery of the Scots tongue is even on par with local boy James McAvoy's American accent in Wanted. Cheers, guys. Craig, country withheld. So, uh, thank you for... Ah.
1: Many thanks to you. We're a bunch of Scottish fellas. Oh, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah, see, I thought I was practicing. It's me, Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) That's pretty good. Of Scotland. Sounds like a Russian
0: mobster who killed Scrooge McDuck (laughs) and was trying to impersonate him. (laughs) It's me, Scrooge McDuck. Give me the... All Passed of your, to your blue jeans. money bin. <laughs> yeah. I
1: lost key to a money bin.
0: Well, let's let's. Let very me important. Beagle Boys hot <laughs> on tail. Please. <laughs> For please. Magic of the Spell <laughs> is. Behind with uh, much wanting for my Wonder One die. <laughs> I have
1: been out with much use mowing of ducks, and now I will launch Pat McQuack into bin. Yes? Ah. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, ah, I.
0: Lafroig. Boisy Moy.
1: So, why did that letter about Scotland turn into
0: us doing Russian accents? Because <laughs> we're more comfortable with that accent. I guess so. So, you're like. Um, so this next ep- this next episode this next episode <laughs> this next episode of Letters <laughs> is Letters pre- is filmed before a live studio audience. Letters
1: previously on Letters, I'm from Scotland and I like the Scottish accent you did. I'm being bang sarcastic. bang bang. <laughs> ah, someone's killed a letter
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: today on Letters. She wrote,
2: <laughs> do,
0: do, do. um. So <laughs> in this one episode. Elliot referred to the episode of Saved by the Bell. Are
1: we
2: in the letter now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <What> are <laughs> <you just going laughs> or are
2: you just reassociating? Uh, <laughs> yeah, are you even reading going? a letter like, we'll look at the fucking page afterwards and I'll be blank and we'll yeah. be like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> He's been inventing the letters the whole time. <laughs> but
1: they this were just, never real.
0: And even <laughs> Nobody me-
1: likes Dan.
0: This is an even messier episode than normal. Mark Messier. In one episode, yeah, Elliot... Just,
1: I'm just taunting uh,
0: my brother, yeah. Elliot referred to the episode of Saved by the Bell, or SBTB, as we bellheads like to call it.
1: ends. <laughs> <where laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah. Where Zach, Savies.
0: where Zach finds out that he's 164th Native American. He mm-hmm. says that there's no B-plot, which is super weird, because the B-plot is so much crazier than the A-plot. Holy shit, dudes. No way. What
1: was the B-plot? I don't remember. In it,
0: Jesse Spano, environmentist liberal, liberal lady... Finds out that she's 164th slave fucking trader. Apparently her great-grandparents or whatever captioned a slave ship. She spends the whole Whoa. episode trying to make it up to Lisa Turtle, who is black, by, I don't know, carrying her books or some shit. Oh, yeah, I remember but that. Lisa now. Turtle weirdly doesn't seem to care at all. It's wicked bonkers. Ryan, last name withheld. Well, why would Lisa Turtle care? No. She's very wealthy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Come on, her family were probably slave owners, too. And in
2: a way... In the In a way, she has enslaved Screech.
1: (laughs) With the power of
2: love. With her siren song. The sweetest slavery. Uh. Says, oh, sweet turtle, thou singest so well.
1: Pull thyself into thine shell, but take me with you. I will share those tight confines until the end of time. That's the end of the couplet that he wrote her. Mm -hmm. Uh, But
0: thank you for that... (laughs) I guess.
1: Slow and steady may win the race, (laughs) sweet turtle, but I shall win your heart. I am no jack (laughs) rabbit, though I will jack off to your picture in the yearbook. Love,
2: Screech. (laughs) Those couplets were also reappropriated for the Entourage TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Sweetest turtle. (laughs) Greatest of all the four dudes or five dudes, I don't remember. (laughs) However many there are in the Entourage. (laughs)
0: Uh <laughs> how so.
2: backwards thou cappest <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Thou once
1: twert stout, but now I find thine weight has much droppeth <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> how goest thine tequila business?
0: <laughs> um so this last letter <laughs> Dear flophouse management I'm writing you to inquire about your Flophouse rates. How much does it cost for a bed for the night, and do you require payment in advance? I am a little tramp who has been looking after an adopted kid for the past five years. I'm currently on the run from the authorities after they showed up at our house and tried to take the kid to an orphanage. Fortunately, I climbed over some rooftops and jumped down to beat the guy in the back of their truck, and thus I successfully outwitted them. Hopefully, your Flophouse can now provide us with a reasonably priced bed for the night and won't try to kidnap the kid to get the $1,000 reward for the police station. If your Flophouse doesn't allow children, that's okay, as I can sneak it in through the side w- window when you're not looking. I hope you are kind and sympathetic, Flophouse, and that our shenanigans will bring a smile to your heart and perhaps a tear, and you will not be tempted to turn us to- into the authorities for the ample reward you would receive. I anxiously re- await your reply. Yours most truly, Charlie, last name withheld. Yes, Do not read this letter out loud because it's only 1921 and talkies have not been invented yet. I think we were just fan fictions, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the fictionist.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, that was uh, fan fiction for the movie Dutch, right? Uh-huh. Starring at O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. yeah. They start out, <laughs> those two start out at odds. Yeah. But then they learn to respect one another. Well, sure, once he it. starts
1: showing him those nudie cards that he has with him. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> That was the kid, mm-hmm. Billy Disney, the Kid meets The Dracula. Kid. It was Disney's the Kid, starring Bruce Willis <laughs> as the grown-up version of
0: the kid. With like an airplane. On I the have cover to assume that. that
1: the state of Charlie Chaplin was like Disney. You're not calling that movie the Kid. Call it Disney's the Kid. <laughs> yeah, but there's an airplane and stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, I think they're playing Wild Wild West in the in the uh, soundtrack and the commercials.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's one of the many movies that. I have a very distinct memory of, like, the DVD cover to it, <laughs> but I have no idea what the movie is about at all. Is that the one where there's angels in the outfield? Uh, no, you're
1: thinking of Fletch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So, you're 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 thinking of the one where there's a rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, 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 that's uh, what there, I am thinking of. When he was the rookie in the Little Big League.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's that orangutan that plays baseball. <laughs>
1: it was a chimpanzee. The orangutan was ta- a bellboy.
0: Oh. oh, okay. He checked in. No, wait. Dunstan was a chimpanzee, too. You can, Dunstan can check in, but he can never check out.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Freddy Ruger killed Dunstan.
0: <laughs> the Big Green.
1: Anyway, that was another kid's sports movie.
0: So, uh, thank you to all of the letter writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I We appreciate May it.
2: May your pens ever be filled with ink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> may your computers ever be able to type letters on them I thought Stewart's was much more eloquent <laughs> mine's more accurate and heartfelt you laughed
1: at me <laughs> yeah, I I take it back now I take it back
0: um, so this is the last segment of the podcast where we recommend it's movies called
1: sleepy dreams that's where we discuss <laughs> what we'll be dreaming about tonight okay hmm. I'm gonna dream that we're all in a rock and roll band but the lead singer is my toddler son Okay. Uh, he's the biggest sensation superstar,
0: but I still have to cut up his food for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dream that we live inside a sandwich that a giant eats.
1: No, that's frightening.
0: <laughs> it's going to be very scary. I guess the trick will be to eat as much of the
2: sandwich as I can before the giant's teeth mush me into paste. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'll get a little bit of enjoyment like
1: if I'm gonna die now My last moments will be spent full of sandwich I'm taking you with me giant
0: Bang, bang, bang
2: <laughs> He would shrug off those bullets No, but he's firing them from inside his mouth
0: Yeah, that's right Oh, okay, that would be pretty Little painful. Shop of Horrors style I mean, it didn't work in that But
2: <laughs> There's a giant in that movie? Yeah. It's called I need little, to watch it
0: It's called
1: The Giant versus The Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> It makes the shop look that much littler. So this
2: is the part of the podcast where we recommend a movie we actually like, as opposed to Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that's kind of along the same theme. Uh, it's
1: called Jim and the Holograms.
2: <laughs> so all you cowpokes and cowgirls out there, I'm going to recommend a movie called Slow West. Now, Slow West is a <laughs> we little the Western movie.
1: <laughs> 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 because of the robot with the holograms in
2: Slow West? Yeah. Uh, so Slow West came out uh, last year. There was a robot with holograms. It's a artsy little Western movie, uh, and it follows a fast bending lovesick there, there? young man who is on his way west after the love of his life, uh, who has abscon- uh, run off to the west with her father, running from the law. And he uh, falls in with a grim bounty hunter with a mysterious past played by one, Michael Fassbender. Along the way, they run into a variety of interesting characters, uh, including the guy whose name just slipped out of my head but was great (laughs) in uh, Bloodline and some other stuff. (laughs) And it is a movie that has uh, kind of a a grim but uh, interesting sense of humor and it's shot well, and it's acted well, and I would recommend it if you're looking for a Western that is a little bit different.
0: Um, I w- I rewatched a movie recently uh, that I've seen several times before, but uh, still held up like uh, gangbusters, and that is Miller's Crossing, the Coen mm-hmm. Brothers film that is uh, one of my favorites. Um it is a movie that the first time I saw it, I was less than impressed by, but the but I think it's a movie that you have to watch once, kind of to just understand what's happening in it, uh-huh. and because it's got a very convoluted plot, and you have to under you have to like just sort of figure out what everyone's motivations for doing everything is, and then but once you have that, you can focus on the characters. You can sort of like uh you can sort of uh, speculate about what deeper emotions are sort of under the surface of each of the characters and each of the scenes as they make the choices that they make and it's a very uh violent movie it's a very exciting movie it's it's based on it's 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 a noir based in part on the Glass Key, and also I think a little bit on Red Harvest. There's a lot of Red Harvest in there. Um, and uh, the it's, General Dashiell
1: Hammett Uvra.
0: Yeah, but um, I recommend it quite a lot. It's a very sort of poetic movie for being a gangster film, and uh, it's beautifully shot, among other things.
2: I remembered who I was thinking of. His name's Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm going to recommend a movie that I feel is on similar themes to Jim and the Holograms. Okay. It is also about uh, women coming of age in a way after dealing with the death of a father and having to live with an aunt. And it's called Cria Cuervos. It's directed by Carlos Sora. And it's from uh, the mid-70s. And it's about these three sisters. The middle sister is eight years old, and she's the main character. And her they're – Father dies, and they're sent to live with an aunt who's trying to take care of them best as she can, but she's having trouble because the middle sister is really still grieving for the death of their mother, which happened a little bit earlier. And she is kind of drifting through life and has a number of strange experiences. She has kind of visions of her mother speaking to her, and she... ...finds a lot of solace in uh, this one pop song called Por qué te vas... ...no, no, called, uh, yeah, Por qué te vas... ...that uh, plays a couple times and is very catchy. But it's a real, like, uh, one of these movies from the 70s... ...where I feel like there was this international explosion, for whatever reason... ...in movies that kind of captured what it feels like to be a child... ...at various either happy or unhappy points in your life. And this is one of those, and I really liked it a lot... And it kind of captured for me what it is like to be a young child who is not connecting with the world around them. There's a lot in it that's also allegorical about Spain under Franco in the 70s, but we don't really have to get into that. That's nothing. Uh, you can watch no, Let's it. dig into it. Like oh, okay, in well, uh, uh, The Devil's Backbone? Uh, kind of, except that's set in the 30s, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, you don't have to know anything about Spanish history to get something out of it. It just kind of, things about the movie might make more sense to you. But uh but it was really good and I recommend it. Creia
0: Cuervos. Um so we did it. Come to the end of another one. Next time this is it's a perfect
2: episode. 200. No flubs, no jubs.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not except a for except for just now. When you said the word jub. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first flub. Oh wow, okay.
2: So ninety eight percent. That's not bad. <laughs> that was ninety eight That was two percent of all the words
1: said
0: in the episode.
1: Wow. It was the word "job" because we said fifty words.
0: <laughs> We're known for being tight, <laughs> tight
1: and concise. This almost an hour and a half long podcast.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Some of that. So was,
2: you can go to a feature on. length film, just put on this podcast, <laughs> and it would be. Be like when uh, what's that band you like so much? The Flaming Lips did yeah. that song that like, you liked so much. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, where you just go play to that Microcosmos and just put on their record, and you're like, this is great. Yeah, you should go to a
0: movie that's uh about ninety minutes long, and pretend put, this put is these this earbuds. <laughs> yeah, put the pretend this is the DVD commentary. And see how it I mean, it really, matches only works for up. Jim
1: and the holograms, see, <laughs> oh, and only barely. Then, <laughs> this a lot of this movie is not about letters. I don't understand why they're talking about. Let's see
0: it. if you can find a movie that where it's like uh, Dark Side of the Moon and uh, Wizard of Oz, where it matches up perfectly, mm-hmm.
2: or Microcosmos, which I just talked about. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the bug documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Flaming Lips did. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Isn't soft bulletin supposed to be supposed to match up with my? I prefer
1: my lips inflammable. Oh,
2: well,
0: Dan, <laughs> the balls in your core. I gotta check out that microcosmos thing because for twenty, dude. I oh, forgot <laughs> you're still playing, oh,
2: buds. Oh, he's
1: not too high to call back.
0: Yeah. Good night, everyone. I've been Dan McCoy.
2: Oh, I'm still Stuart Wellington.
1: <laughs> and I think I'm Elite. Kalen. Let me check yes. I wrote my name on the label of my Mac Weldon underpants. Good night, everyone.
2: Sam Neill, in what dimension would you not need eyes? I don't know. The first dimension? Wait, like which, dimension is, which is Flatland?
1: Flatland is, is 2D, right?
2: Yeah, I guess...
1: Or maybe it's no maybe it's no I think it's 2D yeah
2: Oh man arch you are going to be a fucking
0: problem Speaking about arching Archie get down maximumfun.org Comedy and culture artist
2: owned listener supported
1: I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I'm Renee Colbert, a dog wanter. And we host a show called Can I Pet Your Dog? The podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. You can find us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. So, what is this? Is it just a podcast where all we do is talk about dogs? Sort of. Uh, We definitely have a segment called Dogs We Met This Week, where we tell you about, you know, dogs we met this week. We also have a segment called Dog Heroes, as well as Cool Dog Tech and Stupid Dog Tech. We also have some of your favorite celebrities. Lynn manuel Miranda, who did Hamilton, has been a guest. We've got Leslie Margarita. Uh, we've had Nicole Byer, and Wheaton, all the best uh, dog-related celebrities. So check us out every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org
0: or on iTunes. Can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? It's Renee and Allegra. C-I-P-Y-D.